tired of being tired all the time? Have you wondered if there's got to be something more out there? Hi, I'm Kristen Latini, and I started asking myself these very same questions a few years into working mom life. And the type A scientist in me could not let it go. So I got curious, and the Build Your Own Fairy Tale podcast was born. Join me each week as we dig into different ways to do life, whether that's decluttering your closet or starting a side hustle. Together, we'll uncover steps toward the ultimate fairy tale. So consider yourself sprinkled with fairy dust and let's go. Welcome back to another episode of Build Your Own Fairy Tale. We are in the home stretch of 2022, and this is our final episode of the year. I can hardly believe it because when I was just dreaming up what this podcast would be in October of 2021, I had no idea where it was going to go. But I feel like here we are at the end of season two. I set out to find and share stories of women who found a way outside of the traditional nine to five. And man, I feel like we delivered here. To close the year out, today we're going to chat with Kathleen Ribeiro. Similar to some previous guests, she didn't follow that traditional route. She didn't go the college path. She ended up running an auto body business, which was male-dominated, and she felt underappreciated. She took the bet on herself and became a virtual assistant as a side hustle. She was pulling double duty for just four months when she decided to take that leap and bet on herself. But real quick, before we meet Kathleen, this episode is sponsored by Commit30. If you're serious about building your own fairy tale, And putting the amazing advice we hear on this show into action, I have to tell you about Commit 30 Planners. I've been using these planners for three years, and I love that they break progress down 30 days at a time. You'll find motivational quotes sprinkled throughout, and each month prompts you to reset and refocus your intention. Plus, they have beautiful colors and fun stickers. Their holiday sale is going on right now, so check out the link in the show notes, and let's commit to making 2023 the best year yet. Kathleen, welcome. Thanks for being here today. Hi, thank you. I'm glad to be here. Help us get to know you a little bit before we get to, you know, what you do for a living here. If you could be a fairy tale or fictional character, who would you be and why? I am going to say the little girl in Brave, just because every time I wake up in the morning, I have this big hair and it's just like hers. But then on the other side, it's also she's going against the norm and she's trying to find a place for herself. And that's what I did. I am a child of Brazilian immigrants. So they came here and they're like, you have to go to school. You have to get a good job. You have to do this. You have to do that. I tried college and it wasn't for me. So I just went into the workforce and then I started my own business and stuff like that. And I didn't really have their support. So it was kind of like within me, I was like, I need to do this sort of thing. So when it comes to to her, not only do I have the hair, but I also have the, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do it my way and really get it done. I love that you do. You have gorgeous curls. I'm jealous because my hair is flat as anything. (laughs) Well, so with that, tell us, what is this business that you currently own and uh, successfully run? So I am a virtual assistant. I help other female entrepreneurs. I mostly try to focus on project management and organizing, planning, making sure that they are less stressed out and making sure there's a game plan for them. I actually started it back in January. And then I quit my nine to five in May. I was very headstrong of, I need to do something for myself. I need to be happy again, take all my skills that I have and create something for myself. Wow. I love all of that. I love the planning, organizing, like you and me, connection. So take us back. What were you doing in your nine to five? Was it anything relatable? And then what made you start this business in January? So for 
14 years, I worked and managed and ran basically an auto body shop. So I was in a male focused world, the only female in the building. I was running the front office and basically everything that had to do with administration, all the insurance work, customer success, and then also the back end of making sure that the techs know what they're doing, all the programming back there, just all of it <laughs> for quite a few years. And it got to the point where I wasn't, I wasn't happy anymore. There was some changes to the ownership and stuff like that. Not that they didn't support me, but they didn't value me. So it was just like, you know, Kathleen will do it. Or, you know, if I take a day off, I come back to like this mountainous stuff because they refuse to learn what's going on. So it was like, it wasn't my business, but I was doing everything for it. And it just, it got a lot to my mental health of just not being supported and not being appreciated. And I was like, I've ran somebody else's business for so long. I can definitely do it for myself. And that was the switch of, I'm not happy. I know I can do it. Let's get to it. Wow. So you didn't have this, like, I always wanted to be an entrepreneur dream. It was just, I've been doing it for someone else for all these dudes. <laughs> yeah. Why not do it for me? Yeah, no, I, I mean, for the longest time, I've seen how it was to have employees and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, I don't want that. Like they show up late. And then it was just like, well, the COVID happened. Everybody's working from home and this online world, which I didn't even know existed, to be honest, was just like kind of put in front of me. And I was like, I don't have to have employees. I can just do it myself. And I was like, that's what I want to do. So I didn't have the spirit of like, I'm going to own my own business. It was more, I'm going to be happy again and focus on my mental health. And if it's doing it by myself, then I'm going to be an entrepreneur. Tell me then what were some of those early steps? You're like, okay, I'm not happy. Cause I feel like a lot of us, including me can be there and you can stay there for a while. Like, Oh, you just get on the struggle bus and you're complaining to your friends. But at what point did you take ownership and what steps did you take to get yourself out of that negative mindset? Yeah. So I was applying to a million jobs, but I was like, I'm going to be picky now. I'm getting to the age where I bought a house. I did everything right. But I was like, I want to travel. I want to have some freedom. I have the dog. So I don't want to be working that nine to five and, you know, having them home and bringing to my mom and stuff like that. So I was actually scrolling on like Facebook or something. And I saw a post and it was like a random post. And it was just like, reach out to a few businesses do some of their admin stuff for a few hours a week, charge this amount because a lot of people don't want to do the dirty work in their business. And I was like, like, I never thought of it like as dirty work or like time consuming work. And it was just like, it was a random post and it was just like supposed to be inspiration for somebody else. But I took it to heart and I was like, what if I can reach out to businesses and do some of their admin work? Cause I already do it. Why not do it for a few, a few hours a week. So that was when I started looking at doing that. And then I, the more Googling I got into it, I was like, well, VAs exist. What's a VA? So then I started going down that tunnel of this exists. There's an actual field for this. People want help. They need help with project management, administration, just running their business. And I was like, wow. So I started getting into these groups some Facebook groups and all that sort of stuff and just like reaching out and just seeing what people are doing. And I kind of created my own portfolio. I'm like, let me take all the skills that I have that I've done for years let me put it on paper and see if anybody bites. So I just started applying to things and I was still at my nine to five. So I was, I was doing both for a while of just applying and talking to people. And I mean, some people are like, no, you're too new or stuff like that. I finally got somebody to say yes to me. So I started low 
And it kind of just went from there. And then I kept building and building until at some point I was like, I either try to do both, which is, you know, run my business and do the nine to five. I was like, I'm stretched really thin or I take a leap. And I was like, but this leap is going to like, it has to make it like there's, I can't break it. I have a mortgage at the time I had three dogs. I have, you know, responsibilities and stuff like that. And I'm like, I'm going to take the leap because I can't fail. It's not an option for me. So four months after I even found the world of online businesses and being a VA, I was like taking the leap. So I took the leap and I quit. And I was like, here's my two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you took that bet on yourself. And it's most definitely like Merida where she's like, no, 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 I will fight for my own hands. Thank you. And she takes that bet on herself. So I love that. Oh my goodness. Okay. And then the first week of being an entrepreneur full-time, one client decided to not up her hours. And then one client decided to like take a month off. And I was just like, Oh my God. <laughs> okay. What, what, tell me about the monologue that you had to talk yourself when that happens. It was just like, I took the leap. <laughs> this wasn't supposed to happen. Especially because I'm such a planner. Like I quit my job on this day. I start a new client on this day. You know what I mean? Like everything was planned out. And all of a sudden it wasn't. I was like, all right, well, back to Facebook groups, back to putting myself out there. And I constantly am. I'm constantly showing up. I'm answering questions just so I, I'm relevant. But it was more like, I have to do this like 110% because now I have to make up for some hours here and some hours there. So it was like, okay, this was harder than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> the plan is one thing, but yeah, <laughs> the execution was different. <laughs> All right. So you had those little bumps to start off with. What were some of the, like, were you doing all these same things and using the same tools in the auto body world? Or were some of these new and they were just of interest to you? I'm curious because you went from running this other person's business and this male dominated field. to now you're specifically focused on female business owners, right? So that's quite the swing of itself. What about the actual skills and tools that you're using? Are they similar? Yeah. So like, you know, QuickBooks or any sort of accounting, it's all the same. So I, I've worked with QuickBooks for years now. So that side was, was right. Emailing, email management, calendar management, that was all set. Just talking to customers, customer success, communication and stuff like that, all the same. I then got into the world of CRMs and project management tools. And really, I was just doing things in Excel because I didn't know they existed. So now I'm like, I'm in ClickUp, I'm in Asana, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. And I was like, wow, <laughs> these things exist. So my first client was amazing. She put me into all these systems. She goes, what do you want to learn? And I was like, I want to learn this. I want to learn HoneyBook. She was using Notion at the time. And I was like, I just want to learn all these things. She goes, we're going to do it together. And she would buy a bunch of programs and courses and not actually get through them. So she was just giving me these courses to try to like catch up in this online field that I haven't been in. I've just been doing it from scratch the old fashioned way because I didn't know these programs existed. Did you have a connection with her that she took this chance and then was like, here, go learn it and come back to me or? Well, she was paying me to take these courses too. Cause she was like, cause not only are you going to implement it for yourself, but you're going to implement it for my business. We were similar in age. She was like in a marketing field and she was just using all these programs and she was just like, I want to help you. So it was like at a very lower rate than would be like substantial, but she was also trying to teach me at the same time. So she took it knowing that I was green to teach me at a lower rate to kind of even it out. 
And then I just dove into it. I dove head first. I was so excited. I got into ClickUp and I was like, my heart is ClickUp. Just like I am project management. I love everything about it. And it just became super fast and easy to learn all these things. And I've, you know, I'm a ClickUp expert now. I'm super skilled in Asana. I used Upsado. I'm using all these programs because I actually love using them. (laughs) So yeah, that was something I didn't have my old job. It was more, you know, admin and customer success, QuickBooks, accounting, stuff like that, which is all the same, but it was just the programs and the tools and the software that was new. But I just, I picked it right up. Yeah. And I'm giving you the connection sign because again, I'm just dipping my toe in and learning. And I'm like, yeah, I love these. Like they're nerding me is so excited when I'm like, oh my gosh, this tool does it for you. It's really cool. (laughs) Yeah. No, it's amazing. I love, I love learning. So it was just, it was perfect. They're like, Hey, do you know how to do this? I'm like, no, I'm going to figure it out though. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That challenge. That's, that's very cool. So Tell us more than how you got more clients and how you really structured the business. Cause I understand you have this like semi nomad lifestyle, which sounds pretty cool. I want to learn more about that. You know, I started reaching out Facebook groups. I noticed that a lot of times it was, if you're just being helpful, that person's going to remember it and they're going to come back to you. So it was just trying to be helpful, not necessarily spamming anybody, posting a bunch of things. It was really being helpful. I am part of a group a women's entrepreneur group. I'm virtual because they're they're based out of Florida and they were just great of helping like connecting and stuff like that. I know I got a client from a girl that I never even met in the group, but she was like, hey, this person's in my group. Like she referred me and stuff like that. So it was a lot of referrals and just being helpful online. If they ask a question, you hop in there and be like, hey, this could help you. If you ever want to hop on a call just to help. I've done a lot of calls where I'm just helping. I don't necessarily want to convert them into a client. I just want them to know that I'm there for them. And I find that just offering value is super helpful and lets them trust you. And that's when you start a relationship. And then, you know, one day they're like, hey, can you be my VA? Can you do a VIP day with me? You know, like you've been helpful in the past. I'd like to pay you for your help. Yeah. Can you speak to like, I've heard about these VIP days and I've seen people offer them. What exactly is a VIP day? So I, I currently have a VIP day and most VIP days is you're paying for a service that is going to be delivered at the end of the day. So the whole day, I don't check emails. I don't do other client work. Nothing is done, but your project. So it's a huge time saver of something you haven't been wanting to do for like years or something that has to get done. And you're just like, crap, I'm in a huge time crunch. So it's a little bit more expensive than just having a regular VA, but you're saving loads of time. One project, one deliverable will start and end the same day. So it's like a website or something like that. Or I currently am doing like end of year VIP day where we're finishing off the 2022 tasks and getting the 2023 tasks like built out and planned out and organized so that you're going to the new year without having to worry about stuff. But there's a lot of them that does like copy, like email copy in a day, websites in a day, just all these big projects are delivered within a day and you're good to go and you're done. You don't have to worry about that project. It is all set. It reduces your stress. You're saving your time and it's just done. Can you speak to a little more? Because we did do an episode on virtual assistants in season one, but it was really geared more towards like the personal side. Like if you want a virtual assistant to help with your... I don't know, grocery shopping list and meal planning or your banking or whatever. So it's a little different angle, but now you're talking to female business owners, right? So I guess just the differences in like the types of things they're asking or looking for 
from a business VA versus a personal, or I guess just about the business VA? Yeah. A lot of my clients, so all of them are in a different field. I haven't actually niched down to like, I will only work with, you know, them in marketing and stuff like that. But a lot of them is organization because that's what I love or putting in, you know, using their, a project management tool to make sure they're organized. So whether it's organizing their email and maintaining the email and calendar, it's making sure their workflows are working, whether it's like Dubsado, HoneyBook, and there's some things that have to go in and approve depending on what type of client it is, making sure that client gets a gift, just all those processes and the workflows and making sure it's actually working and it's getting done sort of thing. There's one, you know, making sure that everything is scheduled, whether it's graphics, it's notifications, it's emails, blogs, and stuff like that. So it's a lot of their back end and like systems and organizing. That's kind of what I focus on versus like, I mean, some people do ask, hey, can you, can you figure out my grocery list and stuff like that? And it's like, no, like I want to make sure that your business is running smoothly and I'm reducing that stress for you. So workflows, even if you don't have a workflow, we're going to create a workflow. I'm going to make sure it's done, making sure you have SOPs in place so that something happens to me, something happens to you, someone in the future knows exactly what to do. You want a streamlined business. You want it to reduce your stress. You want your business to work for you. And you have to make sure that all those systems are in place so that it's no longer stressing you and it's no longer taking up too much of your time. So for me, I take on clients that don't necessarily need something done every single day at a certain time. I'll write an email at 11 o'clock, but I'll only schedule it to go out at 9 a.m. So as long as they're okay that I am scheduling things, as long as there is a due date, I love due dates, (laughs) making sure there's a due date and that I can schedule things, but not that I necessarily have to be on the computer for a certain time. Because like you mentioned before, I'm doing the whole nomad sort of thing. Yeah. Tell us about that. My boyfriend has a van. So we've converted a ProMaster. We have a bed, we have a kitchen, we have a fridge, we have solar panels. So we have electricity in there. We have heat all in a van. That's amazing. <laughs> Where I need pictures of that. <laughs> I know. I will send you some pictures. Absolutely. So in August, we actually, so we drove from Boston to California and back. We stopped in St. Louis for some barbecue. We stopped in Utah at Bryce Canyon. We did most of the Utah National Parks. I think the only one left right now is Arches. When we went, they were closed because it was like too busy. We both work on our laptops. We always have electricity in there. We have like this huge like Wi-Fi bank thing so that we can work from kind of anywhere. So as long as I can schedule things for my clients or, you know, there's a due date so I can get it done. And then I have that freedom of get up early, work in the morning, do something in the afternoon or drive in the afternoon or something like that. He likes driving at night. So he'll drive all night, but I'm like, nope. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be sleeping. (laughs) Yeah. So that's how I, you know, I created this business because no one is going to give me the benefits of being able to work from home, being able to work from any state and stuff like that. It's just that freedom of as long as I get everything done, my clients are happy and I'm happy. And then I also have my other side of even when I'm not traveling, it's I wake up early, I get some work done. I run to the gym. I run errands. I love to cook. So prep dinner and stuff like that. And then I hop back on. It's not, I have to be glued to my seat at certain times. Yeah. You own the schedule. You take on the work you want to take on. You can travel. I love that. It's very dreamy. So you're doing all this organizing for businesses that are already up and running. But I'm thinking if our listeners are still in that, like, oh my gosh, I don't know what I want to do mode, but I know it's not this, whatever I'm currently doing in the nine to five. 
Do you have any advice or guidance on what they can do or research, or do we just trust the algorithm and go look at our Facebook ads to see what comes up for us? I mean, you have life skills. Everyone has a skill and every skill can be translated to a job that someone doesn't want to do. (laughs) Basically, most jobs, it's, you know, you're proficient at something that someone doesn't want to do. So you get a job. Write out your skills, figure out how your real world skills or the skills that you've been working on or the job that you've been in, write those out, see how that can translate into a different field. And then be like, if you really like drawing just for why not? Okay, well, I really like drawing. I really like graphics. Let me look at, you know, some graphic stuff. Let me play around in Canva. Let me see what I can create. Put that out there. Someone somewhere is not going to want to make Canva graphics. And you do. You know what I mean? So every skill can be used in the real world and someone will pay for them because not everybody wants to do something. They want to have a business, but they don't want to learn or do something. You're going to always have a job. You just have to focus on your skills, enhance them, and then broadcast them someone will bite for sure. <laughs> I love that because yes, we all, and sometimes too, the skills that you have, you don't even realize because you're like, it's so easy for me to do, to make the, the materials, right? It's so easy for me to do this, but it's not easy for someone else, right? So we forget our skills are valued by other people. And even if they can or want to, they might not have the time, but they do have the money. <laughs> the one skill that I've never really realized it was skill. It was not my common sense, but like just being a go-getter. So it's like, If I don't know how to do something, I will Google it. I will YouTube university it. I will do everything in my power to figure it out. And some people just don't have that in them. And I've never realized that, you know what I mean? Or like a lot of people get emails wrong, like someone's name. It's because they didn't look at the email and it's like, they just don't, they don't pay attention. It's, It's not that it's their fault. It's just a trait that they, you know, they're not paying precise attention. So like, I love to edit blogs. So I'll look at the blog. I'll read it out. I'll make sure that, you know, everything sounds right. I'll make sure the grammar's right. It's time consuming. A lot of people don't like doing it. I enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, that, that makes you happy and it makes somebody else miserable. So it's a, per- a perfect pairing, if you will. That's a great first step to look at those skills. Now, what's one piece of advice that you wish you had when you started? When you took that leap at four months and were like, I'm all in on entrepreneurship. What's one piece of advice you're like, oh, if I could have gone back and done it with this piece of advice, I would have been much better off. I would definitely say, listen to your gut. I know it's cliche. We hear all the time, but people are like, oh, well, I don't know. And especially with the online world, it's saturated with resources. You can find resources for everything. And like one of the biggest ones is when I was looking into it, it was like, you have to niche down. You won't get clients. You won't be able to get paid well if you don't niche down. Now, technically my niche is female entrepreneurs but not necessarily what I do or what industry I'm doing it for. I'm still learning. I'm still figuring out what I really like. And that's okay. I'm still getting paid for it. I can still pay all my bills. I can go out for dinner sometimes. You know what I mean? So it was me following my gut of not listening to, you have to niche down. You have to niche down. Because now I have a variety of clients who I'm all learning from. I just love their attitude. It just, it's great. And I'm, I'm getting paid well, thankfully, you know, so it's, it's follow your gut and what makes sense to you, not just the oversaturation of information. The information is great, but take it and create something for yourself with it. For sure. I like it. You know, the answers are inside. We just need to trust them. <laughs> so you're closing in on one year, right? Of your, your own business here. What visions, dreams do you have next up for your fairy tale? 
So like I've been a general VA for the year, I am slowly starting the new year. I will probably start niching down to project management and like project management tools. Like I mentioned earlier, I'm a ClickUp expert. I love ClickUp. I love organizing. I'll change over my VIP days from, you know, just a general VIP day to more of a ClickUp or project management based. I found that's what I really like. I like just every part of it. I like taking the big picture and creating very small manageable tasks to get there. So yeah, I think after the year of you got to niche down, I think I will eventually niche down at least part-time because I love the clients that I have right now and I don't want to lose them. But going into VIP days where I really am helping with project management and project management tools. Nice. What does a full-time client load look like? Are we talking like five, 10? I am happy at four right now. I am looking at one more just because we had a call and I was like, she seems great. (laughs) Like, I love you. We have to work together. Yeah. Yeah. One of those things where it's like, we just clicked at like a hundred percent. So yeah, four or five is fine. I've grown with them. We've added hours with the ones that I do have. I've fired a few clients just because I am at the point where I know what I want. If you're not good with communication, I'm not it. Tell us more about how you went about having that. What I'm thinking was a difficult conversation. Yeah. I mean, you realize when you're an entrepreneur, you don't, you don't really have to tell people your reasoning. It's more of, you know, I've had a really good time working with you. Unfortunately, my schedule no longer allows for this many hours. I'm going to have to take a step back or just something like that. It's not like you're really bad at communication and you're just rude. You know, I can't, I don't tell clients that, you know, you don't care for my time because you cancel our meetings three minutes before they're supposed to start while I'm already in the waiting. You know what I mean? They have to know that they're just not communicating and it's just not a flaw that I'm willing to deal with. I like having to work. I don't like just waiting or I'm communicating when it's like, Hey, you know, I have some work done. Hey, we have some hours. If I'm doing my part and they're not, I can't. (laughs) That's you know, and it's, and it's okay. I'm learning, I'm growing and I'm realizing what I don't like and what I do like in a client and the clients that I do like, they're getting that effort. They're seeing the effort. They are telling me that they see it and that they're happy with my work and we're adding hours and I'm becoming a bigger part of their business. And I like that. It's that trust. It's that communication. It's being genuine versus just having a client because they pay on time. That's not who, I mean, some people like that sometimes like, you know, you have a client that pays for 10 hours. They only give you two hours, which is great because you're still getting paid. But I would rather have somebody that communicates with me and cares about their business and cares that I care about their business. Yeah. It's back to that original dilemma when you had your, you know, nine to five, like nobody cared. They weren't valuing all the stuff you were doing. So that was a core value for you. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, I've, I've gotten to the point where I've, I fired some, you know, this isn't working out. I offboard them. I make sure that Everything that I had for them is in a file so that they get it back. Any projects I was working on, you know, they can give it to the next person if they find them. But yeah, that's where I am. Just a few, a few clients. No, I, I wouldn't go any more than five and then just maybe focus on some VIP days and grow that way. Awesome. So is that the secret? Is the client load the secret to a good work-life balance? Or is there any other secret sauce to help with this managing the semi-nomad lifestyle, but feeling fulfilled and all that jazz? Yeah, I would definitely say, you know, if you're taking nine, 10 clients, like it's a lot, it's a lot of communication. It's a lot of back and forth. It's just a lot of work, even, you know, even if they're only a few hours a week, it's a lot. So I would definitely stick down to just a handful of clients, genuine, good clients where you care about their business and they care about you. 
but also, you know, having that understanding of like, I don't sit at my desk. I mean, they have some, the, the, sometimes they ask, you know, and they're like, Hey, what does your day look like? And I'm like, well, <laughs> some days it looks like this and some days it looks like that. And I was like, but if you give me a deadline, it's going to get done. This is how I work. This is how things would get done on my end. If you hire me, if you're okay with that, great. If you're not, I hope you find somebody that's awesome. It's just, it's not going to be me. <laughs> I love that. That is an amazing boundary of listen. I don't sit at my desk from nine to five anymore, but I'm going to get your stuff done. I'm going to do it really well. If you give me the room to do it my way. (laughs) Like I personally, especially we're currently right now in October, but you know, December and stuff like that, New England is going to be cold. There's going to be snow everywhere. I prefer working on weekends, Saturday and Sunday. I sit down with a cup of coffee or go to Starbucks. No clients are interrupting me because they're not working on a weekend. I'm getting solid hours of work done. So that way on Monday or Tuesday, I can go to the grocery store at 11 o'clock because everybody else is at work and I can get my stuff done. So it's that I'm, I'm going to get your work done. Things are going to be scheduled. Things are going to get done because I'm doing it during my time where I have no interruptions. Everything will get done, but I'm not going to tell my clients, hey, text me on a Saturday. I'd be like, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> Boundary. I will not look at that. I will not look at that until, I mean, I'll get it. Don't get me wrong. I will, but I won't respond to it until, you know, Monday at nine, but my working hours for me personally are different than what, you know, my clients have or, or know. Yeah. I'm um, seeing this vision of Merida singing and riding on her horse with her curls in the wind and she's free. And you're like, listen, I'm going grocery shopping when I want to, I'm free. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm, I mean, I still have some anxiety. There's still like imposter syndrome and stuff in there, but I find that as long as I get my work done, like Friday, I didn't want to do, I woke up and I was like, I don't want to do anything. Like there's nothing to motivate me right now. There's no breakfast. There's no coffee. There's nothing to get me out of bed. I'm just not motivated. That's fine. I don't have anything that I necessarily have to do on Friday. On Saturday, I worked all day and that was okay with me because Friday, I just, I wasn't in the mood. I couldn't get myself in the mood. And that's the thing. If when you have that flexibility and you have, you know, you're working on your mental health and stuff like that. Knowing that you can have that day off is great because you're just like, I need this. I'm going to get it done. Things are not, not only are they scheduled, but I try to be ahead of the game with my clients so that, you know, if something happens where I just, I need the day off or a family emergency like happened the other week, I had to take the day off, but it's okay. And that is something that I've never had a nine to five where it's like, I remember being at a funeral. And I was still getting notifications from my nine to five because God forbid they'd make an invoice by themselves. And I was like, I can't, I can't take anything off. You know, I'd be in Cancun and I'm getting messages constantly, FaceTimes. How do I do this? I couldn't do it anymore. Yeah. And it's hard. Like, how do you enforce that boundary when you work for them? And that's the boss calling or whatever. It's definitely a different mental load. And that's not to say that nine to fives are bad because some people like having that nine to five or they work for a really good company. That just wasn't the situation I was in because some people are like, you know, I clock in at nine, I clock out at five. That's all I want. I get good benefits and stuff like that. I was getting no benefits. So it's no different than being an entrepreneur. Taking a day off just meant not getting paid. There was no sick days. It was nothing. So it wasn't like this huge leap of I'm losing so much. I'm just losing that steady paycheck that I get every Friday. but. As long as I hustle and I plan it out and I make it work, I'm not losing much. 
And look, look at all you gained by taking that leap. So amazing. I'm hoping that by February, 2023, we'll be hitting the road for the next three or four months and going out West. That is awesome. I look forward to seeing you share more about that. Please share with our listeners where they can find you if they already have their businesses and want to work with you or just follow and learn more from you. Yeah, absolutely. So please check out the website, www.camservice.co. And then Instagram, always shoot me a DM, always open. Um, it's underscore cam service. And then even if you're looking to maybe be a VA and you just want to chat, you know, schedule a call with me, or if you're a business owner and you don't know where to start looking for your VA or how to work with a VA or just need questions answered, book a chat with me. There's a coffee chat links on my website, just someone to talk to no matter what, you know, if you're looking to be a VA or you're looking to hire a VA and just need someone to banter with, I'm open for calls. I love that. How awesome that you offer that too. So, oh my gosh, thank you so much for sharing all this, for sharing your journey, for being open for our listeners to reach out. Thank you so much, Kathleen. Absolutely. I had a great time speaking with you. Can you imagine having the freedom and flexibility that Kathleen shared? I mean, picture this time next year. That end of year chaos could be a little less crazy if you follow in her footsteps. If you know someone who could benefit from a VA or you think this is something you may want to dabble in, go ahead and reach out to Kathleen. She left that door open and I hope you will take her up on it. My takeaways. Number one, know your worth. I love how Kathleen recognized the value she brought to both her original nine to five auto body shop and now as a virtual assistant. When a client doesn't fit or they're looking for an inexpensive offshore option, she unapologetically says, that's not for me. Number two, transferable skills. This holds true for whatever industry or role you are dreaming of. Think about the types of things you currently do and how they translate into that dream job. Number three, listen to your gut. We heard this from Gabby Truby back in episode 41. Just because the resources or your friends are telling you to do it one way, it doesn't mean you should discount what your gut is telling you. And we heard that again today. With that, we are officially closing out season two of the Build Your Own Fairy Tale podcast. I cannot believe it. I have been so inspired by every single one of our guests, and I hope you have too. My wish is that the stories we share help you start to feel like you can get unstuck and there is another way to do things. And once you get comfortable knowing there is another way, you start taking steps to actually do that thing and build your own fairy tale. Thank you so much for listening. It means more than you know to have you here with me. I would love it if you continue to spread the love and share the show or a particular episode with a friend. Subscribe and leave a rating or review wherever you listen. These are all super important ways to help other women find the show, lift each other up, and keep moving forward. In the meantime, cheers to a happy and healthy new year. I'll see you back here in January to kick off season three. I'm not giving up on my dreams, and I hope you won't either. I'm Kristen Latini, and this is Build Your Own Fairy Tale. When I set out on my solopreneur journey, I wanted to be the most organized and professional without spending a lot of money. Sound familiar? That's when I discovered a customer relationship management platform called 17 Hats, a game changer even if you're a newbie without tons of clients. Here are three quick reasons why I love 17 Hats. 
Number one, it allowed me to replace my scheduling tool. Hello, one less subscription to pay for. Number two, I can effortlessly send quotes, contracts, and invoices, helping me look super professional. And number three, magical workflows that allow me to automatically send emails and reminders without being tied to my inbox 24-7. The best part is they've got a free seven-day trial so you can check it out firsthand. And if you decide to purchase, here's the best part, use code FAIRYTALE for a 50% discount off your first year subscription. So head on over to 17hats.com and check it out. Here's to simplifying and making things more magical.